One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW. Hi everyone, Ben from Rusty Quill here. This is just to explain that we recorded this over a year ago, but due to asbestos goblins it dropped out of the schedule. We'd like to thank Sean for his patience and are delighted to be able to finally air this one shot. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to a special episode of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... James Ross, Bryn Monroe, and Meredith, Lydia Nichols, and Sean Smith. Hello, Sean. Hello, Sean. Hi, Sean. Hello, folks. So, today we're doing things a little bit differently. We're playing from a completely different system, and we have a new guest GM, so I get to play. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it's me, surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, with that in mind, Sean, tell us a bit about yourself. So, I'm Sean Smith. I'm a mind reader, a magician, and a hypnotist. But alongside that, I'm also a games designer. Um, That's a terrifying combination. (laughs) He doesn't actually design games. He just hypnotises people. And then afterwards, they were like, that was really good. (laughs) You think I've designed a game. Although, in this case, I've decided that it's probably safer, um, largely for the sanity of most of our listeners, to play something that people can go and buy off of a shelf. Which is why we're playing Trail of Cthulhu today, Mm -hmm. which is made by Kenneth Height and is a change on Robin D. Laws's gumshoe system, okay. which is primarily an investigative game, which essentially is meant to address the issue that in most mysteries, there will be two or three core clues that unless the players spot this, you kind of... there is no story. Yeah, and so it kind of, it flips the entire production on its head and assumes that, well, if any given clue exists, the players must get it. Okay. Um, and so instead of rolling to see if you find the clue, which happens in quite a lot of the systems, mm-hmm. instead you just happen to have the clue if you're sufficiently trained. Okay. And then it splits it this way. We're playing an adventure that I've written mm-hmm. that's based around the king in yellow. Mm-hmm. But we are using the rules as written in the book itself. Um, so we're playing pulp mode. I've made slightly harsher characters because we're only expecting this for a single session rather than over a longer time. So you've prepped us to die horribly. Some of us will die. Mm. All of us. Yes. Probably. Only die if you actually engage in the campaign and don't go home and just think, oh, that was strange. <laughs> it's going to be another horror session where I just go, I go back to bed. Uh, <laughs> oh, punishing activity. That's what I there do. Are, there are, interestingly, there are rules within the game that, uh, that essentially force you to say, your character should do this and you can choose to roll against it to see if you won't and if you do it, it'll be damaging to your psyche. <laughs> oh, it's just so tempting. Okay, so it is a dice rolling system. Yep. What dice are we using? So it uses a single d6. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, when they're familiar with Cthulhu gaming, uh, know Call of Cthulhu, which uses 100-sided dice. I have played the uh, d100 Call of Cthulhu. It was a slow descent into madness. (laughs) (laughs) For for the players or the... Both. Just just everything about the game. (laughs) Just to speed things along, we have all been given pre-generated characters today. We got to pick which ones we had, but can you give us a broad strokes... Description of what we're looking at right now, which is our character sheet yep. and how that interacts with the system. And then we'll go on, talk about the characters, and I think we're good to start. Excellent. So we've got two sets of skills. And mm-hmm. so on one side, you've got your investigative skills. And these essentially are your mystery clue points. So if you're ever trained in something, then you will be able to pick up the clue from that. So for instance, credit rating is one of the skills it's got, which generally determines how wealthy and rich you are and allows you to spend points from this point as well to be able to actually boost things forwards. The first thing that James we've does is keep up same. with the Joneses by checking what we've all yeah, got. We've all got a yeah. amount of money. Apart from Alex's character, who has very slightly more. Because I'm Indeed. better. And That's each... how money works. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, each number does essentially represent like a tier in society. Now, your investigative skills will always stay on. Um, you have a number of points in each of these different sections. If you want to gain a clue related to a point, you can spend one from your pool and then that will build up if there's something else. So if you have medicine, for instance, as a skill, you can spend a medicine point and you'll learn something about the mystery linked into exactly what you want. The other set of abilities, you've got your general abilities. So these are things like athletics, fleeing. Fleeing! Which is its own skill. In fact, it's cheaper to buy points in fleeing if you're not athletic. Can I max min? Can I I boost fleeing to 100% at the cost of everything else? You can. I feel like a character whose exclusive skill is fleeing would get really hated really quickly. (laughs) Yeah, but unfortunately, (laughs) probably flee from one thing into something infinitely worse. And your general abilities do refresh slightly more quickly but again it's at narrative fresh points those general points work slightly differently so you'll have higher numbers again you've still got a pool that you can tick off the things and that adds to the actual dice roll that you're about to make Mm -hmm. so we've got again we've got a single d6 most target numbers will be around about four the harder things get the higher up they go up to eight so if you can roll an eight on a six-sided dice then you're already gone into the realms of madness exactly so i'm looking at the sheet and i'm seeing some last things which are health stability and sanity I feel like these are some core things that are probably going to be really important. Yes. So your health essentially is your physical attributes. This is what's going to get damaged if you get attacked. Similar sorts of things to hit points and a number of systems. But rather than most games where you die at zero, these pools can go into the negative. Okay. So if you have negative three health, for instance, you need to be able to pass a three-point check on every turn not to pass out. The same can happen with your stability. Now, you've got two stats which essentially govern your mental well-being. Your sanity is your ultimate connection to humanity, the ability to get on constantly. Um, If that goes to zero, there's no hope. Um, Your stability is your day-to-day, your sense of things. So if, for instance, if you take a shot of whiskey, you'll probably, like, steal yourself a little bit. Um, And it's that kind of day-to-day thing that kind of goes... 
that goes down. That is going to be attacked a fair amount alongside your health as well. I'm not sure I like the logical extension that alcoholism makes you the most sane, stable person possible. <laughs> I am incredibly stable. Shh. <laughs> you don't know. No, you have seen a nameless horror. I, dr- I drink to forget the things I've seen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So as long as it's a dependency, that might that might trigger off if again it gets too low. Okay. But for the most part, these are going to fluctuate, and you do have skills such as first aid and psychoanalysis, which allows you to bolster these again um, as and when it goes through. Okay. In which case, I think it's worth meeting our characters for today. So, uh, would you care to do the honors first? Oh, I'm Muriel Cheadlehook. I'm an artist, <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm in oils. I do oil painting, oil painting, and I'd like to introduce also my brother, my brother Herbie. Herbie. It's Herbert. Herbie! <laughs> Professor Herbert Cheadlehume, Professor of Entomology. Ah. <laughs> Pleased to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I've introduced my brother sufficiently, I think. Well done, Herbie, well done. Thank you. <laughs> uh, jo- Johnson, David Johnson. Um, I'm a correspondent for the uh, Washington Post. Ooh. I'm uh, Police Inspector John Poppins of the, uh, of the Special Branch. Uh, Pleased to meet you. I'm Duffy McCat. You can't really tell that on a tape. <laughs> Dr. Julian Blake, doctor at large. I'm a doctor, but I'm not large. That's a little joke I made. Doctor and pickup artist. <laughs> I have no point to die first. Yeah. <laughs> the vagaries of the system may allow that. Negging <laughs> I really like your tentacles, but I've seen better. <laughs> When in doubt, pick the most unlikable character possible. <laughs> now, for this to play out scenario, rise, you all would have known each other from your youth. Uh, well, I suppose pretty... that maybe you were the police officer that did the the, the guarded our the street on which me and Herbie. Or could have been an humble beat policeman, yeah. a lovable, lovable Cockney policeman who's doing yeah. the rounds, offering small toffees to the children. Um, <laughs> yes. There we are. All right. That's, so that's I'm appreciably older than you are, am I? Yes, I suppose. All right. So, yes. So I'm. <laughs> Good ten years. Ten years older. See. Oh, must. Be. Oh, fair enough. All right. Uh, you're in mid twenties. You're in your mid thirties. So I would have been. Oh, cracking. Oh, All right. Forties. Fifties. What? Hundred and eighty years old. I'm a lot of eels. That's what keeps me going. Squamous thing in and of itself. I think I'm going to be. I'm going to be forty years old. Forty years old. Decided. Bit grizzled. Bit rough around the edges. How do we know Bryn? Come on, Bryn. This is your problem. We can't kind of. I think it's perfectly possible that there is an American branch of the Chidlium family, and. Uh, young David Johnson was oh, over there. Distant we, cousin. You were engaged to a cousin of ours. Engaged to a cousin of ours. What, uh, from, my, from childhood? In the 1940s, not the 1740s. You're thinking of my, my brother, oh. ma'am. He, oh. he was indeed engaged to a member of the Cheadle Humes, yes. Oh, so you're oh. betrothed in law. Oh, no, they, they, <laughs> well, they then married and then both died horribly in a tentacle accident. <laughs> he, he, Which inspired he died, all of our He died in the war, ma'am. He was a hero. Ah. So, so a rather large bullet accident. Yes, bullet accident. (laughs) And last but not least, me. I'd like to say that I struck up a friendship with the Chino Hume family. I see Bryn physically uh, shudder. The voice makes me want to just take a shower. Are you like? Why couldn't you school together? I'd like to say I was a bad influence on you. Nope. I said I'd like to, not that I was. Oh right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> his his my family were, were in the colonies, so he often over the holidays stayed with us. Julie, yes. Julie. My old school friend Julie. Julie. Jules. Jules. No, Julie. Julie. <laughs> Classic this Herbert. Is, this is the fourth Classic Herbert. Oh, yes. Herbert and Julie used to get into such trouble. They ah. did. They did. Like two. It was like having two younger brothers. They were such trouble. Such trouble. Julie and Herbie. I used to say, so. stop doing that. Which also means that. And then I would tell Mama and Papa that they'd been stealing cookies and I would... Mama and Papa, surely. Oh, no, Mama and Biscuits. Papa. Biscuits. Oh, yeah. So, uh, moving on. <laughs> we have characters. What next? So, which school was it that you did go to? St. Vicious's school. St. Vicious's school. For terrible children. <laughs> no, for terribly privileged children. St. Vicious's. St. Vicious's, yes. So Little like, known saint. <laughs> like, like the dance, but angrier. Mentioned, mentioned in uh, the Apocrypha. No. Awake for St. Vicious's school for the criminally insane. Okay, right. So, St. Vicious's. It's run by the criminally insane. <laughs> at, least, 
at least according to its governing body. So, I guess we shared an education at St. Vicious's school. St. Vicious's school. <laughs> I never learned how to say it. They didn't school me well. <laughs> <laughs> but they did school you viciously. <laughs> <laughs> so many beatings. Was, uh, the, 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 Julian Herbie used to come back screaming with pain. <laughs> <laughs> there is someone that you knew from this time okay. um, that you've since you've fallen out of touch with. But this person has suddenly said, yes, I'm, I'm doing a play. You really must come. I've got some tickets put aside for you. Who is this person that we're here to meet? The cousin, the cousin, the cousin of the. They've, they've, they've been lying low. Uh, She'd have remained a Cheadlehume. Jemima. Jemima Cheadlehume. Jemima Cheadlehume. Jemmy. She died. Jimmy. She died Jimmy. before they were ever married. Oh, uh, oh. Wait, can I make the suggestion that he died? Can I make the suggestion instead of Jemima? Uh, it's abbreviated to Jimimi. 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 I will call her Jemima till the day I die, sir. So we have our cousin Jemima. Jemima. Jemimi. Oh. Old Jemimi. Mimi. Oh, yes. Miss Jemima. Yes, Mimi. 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 Just oh. call her Mimi. Yes. Mimi. Mimi. Come over here. Julian Herbie, you wouldn't have known her so well. She was, a, oh. she was a dear friend of mine, a little older than me, and I used to admire her so. I admire her so. And you were always running off and having, being in such trouble. Adventures. Such trouble. They were adventures. But she went to ground after that terrible business at the oh, war. Terrible and business. And has just surfaced offering us to come to her play. I'm very oh, lovely, interested. Indeed. Lovely. In fact, you, you've not heard from her at all. She was almost off the Christmas card list. Gosh. And, uh, and suddenly the fact that she returns in London, no less, um, and invites you to her play is of particular interest. Now, in order to get there, you must first meet, essentially, in the, uh, in the pub, Riddleith, which the, the theatre runs, um, a place in Camden, which is fairly popular. There's been a little bit of interest in the theatre. She's not said exactly what play it is. I hope but it's, it's Shakespeare. Yeah. I like them. I like particularly the comedies because of course I, and I like the Victorian revivals where they all have happy endings. Oh knowing Jemmy it'll be something highbrow. Oh yes. As much as she said it's like oh you probably won't have heard of it. It's an English translation of... My god she's a hipster! Don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so invites you to meet her at the old deer, the pub. So we've all found ourselves inside this pub. Yeah well three of you will be there first. I suppose the three of us that chat all the time. Herbie and Julie. Yes. What would make Herbie and Julie. Classic. Herbie and Julie and, and Muriel. Muriel. You've always been a Muriel. You're always going to be a Muriel. Mew Mew. Mew Mew. Mew Mew. It's got to be Mew Mew. It's got to be Mew Mew. Anyway, get, get this down you. Two sherries, as always. Oh, it was always a little bit strong for me. Fine. <laughs> oh, Herbie, with your, own, with your pathetically low health score. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to do terribly well in this <laughs> campaign. You've got good sanity, though. Yeah, as well. I'll learn lots of magics. I have to <laughs> say, lots of things. I'm finding myself uh, more than a little bit surprised to get a contact from Jemmy. It's been a while. I thought she was probably dead. Well, that's, that's always you, Herbert. You're well, so dramatic. When you don't honestly. receive a Christmas card for five Christmases running, you'll probably feel fairly safe discussing things in, in such a way, even if you're having to be reminded that, yes, you are in public. The pub itself is fairly empty. I can't really pick the right words to describe um, the man who sat with two empty Guinnesses in front of him. How very Lovecraftian of you. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> indeed. Um, with two empty Guinnesses in front of him and another one which is at an unspecified point at this bar, but he seems to be drinking these fairly quickly um, and mostly grumbling to himself. There are two people behind the bar. We seem to have the bar manager and a fairly young barmaid who appears to have just been working here for the first point. And also at the far end of the bar there's a gaggle of people who appear to be quite drunk and a little bit laddish, but they're quite self-contained. They sound great. So it's uh, definitely your kind of people, Julie. I could bring them over. I mean, honestly, it's no trouble. Uh, your kind of people, not our kind of people. Oh, classic Herbert. Unless you, Mew Mew. I'm, I think I'm fine with just my, my, my two little younger brother friends. <laughs> yes, Julie and Herbie. <laughs> <laughs> so wonderful to have friends. <laughs> 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 um, and it's at this point that there's, there's a great crash of shattering glass from behind the bar. <laughs> and, um, and a great cheer goes up from the, uh, from the corner of the room until it's, it's shot, down by the, uh, shot down by a glare from the barman. And then the pub kind of settles into a strange semi-silence. And it's into this silence that the door opens and we have our remaining two enter the fold. What's all this commotion? Is there commotion here? I heard there was commotion. Is there commotion? Any problem? You, lads in the corner. You, you, sit down, shut it. Right. Come on, you. Herbie, look, it's Poppins. Oh, Poppins. Oh, hello. You, you know, Inspector, I sometimes think you enjoy that entirely too much. Shut it, you slag. You're right, I do. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I miss it, you know. If I'm, I'm out detecting all day, looking for crime, it's not quite the same. It's just going up, 
to other young working class companies and hit them over the head with sticks C- for Come on, detective, reason. what's your poison? I'll get a round in. Oh, I'll, be, I'll, have a, I'll have a whiskey. Anyone else? Oh, uh, 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 another, another I, sherry. Another sherry, yes, another sherry. maybe two sherries for me. I'll Ooh. also have a whiskey, but make sure it's a, a good one. I appreciate it, thank you. Next one's on me. Uh, do any of you wish to make a sense trouble roll? Yes, always. <laughs> so again, the, the way that this rolls, you've got a target number, which you should aim for. If you wish to spend any point from your sense troubles, like you may do so before you roll. Um, could I spend my credit rating to better sense trouble? <laughs> um, you can only spend your credit rating to find, like, eventually hire a butler who might be able to sense trouble for you. <laughs> Very paranoid butler. <laughs> <laughs> this is my butler. I still don't know his name. Yeah. Uh, I, I will not be sense trouble, but I will be buying two whiskeys, two sherries, and a water. I'm going to roll on the sense trouble roll. Are you going to spend any points no. before you do so? No, I'm not. I'm sure I'll I see. One! <laughs> no! I, I also sense trouble, and I will I don't sense trouble. I am in trouble. <laughs> uh, Excellent. <laughs> Sex in trouble. Five. Oh. Five. Fantastic. Yay. So, as you're waiting on your drinks, you spot the man who has sat with many, many now empty Guinness glasses in front of him. Muriel notices more, noticing the environment around. I know, because I art, you see. Because I'm an artist, I have an eye for these things. <laughs> and through one of the window panes behind him... Always looking. Always there's, looking. <laughs> there's something that kind of feels very odd. You believe it actually to be a painting to start with, and then realise actually it's in the middle of the wall, it's in the middle of the window. And through that point, you can see some phenomenal colours, absolutely fantastic, a very strange cityscape, made particularly strange by the fact that within there, you can kind of just see the edges of a pair of suns. Oh, really? Yeah? No. Nah. That's my favourite. That's my favourite joke. So nearly. It's a strange optical illusion that I'm seeing there. How very troubling. I wonder wonder if I could art that. If I've told you (laughs) once, I've told you a thousand times. You can't you can't just buy any old glasses. We need to get you something a bit more a bit more appropriate for you. I mean Really, I think one day there'll be a word for this. It might be mansplaining glasses. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't possibly guess. Uh, I've, I've got the drinks, uh, ooh, your lordship, ooh. lady, Thank you very much. doctor, oh. inspector. Thank you very much. In relation to your, your strange looks across across the bar, the particularly fighty man sat in front of the window does glare over in your direction and ask, what are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking at the, the, just the window behind you. There's a, there's a wonderful, wonderful view over the city. This is my part of the pub. I, I you don't you don't go staring at me like that. Uh, hang on a minute. Excuse me, uh, sir. Now, are you uh, are you in the process of being rude to a lady? Now, calm down. We can all just sit down and have a great now, drink. Now, steady, steady. One moment. Now, if there's anything that recent British history has taught us, is that if an English person wishes to take some space previously occupied by an Irish person, <laughs> he is entirely within their rights to do so. <laughs> oh God! <Never laughs> um, and his his response to this, he kind of he seems to be mulling this over for a brief moment. I um, step up to stand next to you. The, the mull itself turns more into a bawling fist, um, which he does swing straight at your face. I'm um, wondering if I should sense trouble at this point. <laughs> <laughs> there may be trouble. So yeah. there is music. <laughs> there are many, many of them. Right? So he, he does swing a fairly meaty fist um, in your general direction, for which we need to hit a four for you because of your high athletic score. Most okay. people will have um, a target number of three. Hasn't spent anything on account of this <clears throat> and swings and widely misses. Utterly terribly. Can I take the opportunity to get my whiskey and dash it in the man's face? You may. What effect are you attempting to achieve? To blind the gentleman so that our good friend the detective inspector here can make sure to accost the villain. I would consider that to be an attack. Okay. You do have scuffling, which would be what you would spend on attacks if you wish to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to because I don't mind if it doesn't work. I just like being involved. (laughs) (laughs) I'm helping. It's a rumble. And you do splash the whiskey and um, feel fairly fairly sad for having done so on account of the fact that it was, as you asked, a very good whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, the guy behind the bar opened a new bottle specifically for you, having noticed your demeanour as you You're came a in. monster. Sorry about that. Spill that good whiskey. Uh, Are you aware, sir, that attempted assault an officer of the law is, uh, <laughs> is a criminal offence? I'm going to try and grab him and hold him. Yep. Because I wrestled in college. Fantastic. Um, and again, you'll be doing the same. So it'd be, it'd be scuffling if you wish to. I spend a point, point on. of scuffling. I do have nine of them. 
Indeed. I told you I wrestled in college. Wow, <laughs> you are yeah, scuffly. A nice, Six total. A nice fighty one. Okay, so you, you managed to grab him, and also, on account of the grabbing, you can then also be dealing damage to him as well. Now, the damage, especially if you come from <laughs> I play, don't want to deal damage, I just want to hold him still if I can. Yeah. Yeah, that works as well. Um, I might as well raise it at this point on the first, the first actually successful attack has occurred. That's not how we roll here. Successfully, it's not what we happens. We do not roll um, successfully. A lot of systems that people might be familiar with for most role-playing games involve nice handfuls of dice and very large numbers. Again, using just a single d6 at this point, most scores start with minus one to damage, and if you roll a zero, you deal no damage. Um, and it's at this point that there's a great crash of shattering glass <laughs> on top of the barman, and a big cheer goes up in the corner um, until it's shot down by a glare from the barman. And into this silence, your two other companions open the door and step into the room. Do we realise anything in character? It's weird. We've already we've already said hello to them. So, so you've succeeded. No, 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 no. no, no. Not. He's, he, Sean is doing a thing. Oh, he's doing a thing. A diegetic sprite. Oh, all right. This does require all of you to make a stability check. Yeah, it does. Um, now, again, the stability checks work the same way all of the other checks do. Again, it's going to be four for this. If you wish to spend any points, you may do so. I will spend all of my money to stay completely stable. I'll just stand there smearing <laughs> it on my face. You are. It, yeah. it, it does, unfortunately, have to be the same value for which you're spending. So it does have to be a point. It's stability points to spend for this, if you okay. wish to boost um, them. Um, it no. won't, you won't lose more than Yay. you've done. No. Oh, I dear. What, was, what was the threshold? So the threshold is a four. I got a four! So I got a four. I got a six. We have a six. And we're all spooked. So now your stability, each you each take essentially two damage to your stability, so your, your score itself drops down by two. I do get a creeping feeling, uh, Julie. I do. Pretty much every time you're in the room. Yes. <laughs> um, you're I, not the first person who says that. I'm just having one of those days. I yelp and drop my glass of the sherry I was just about to drink. Well, oh, what the? Oh, Herbie! Uh, 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 one more I look question. at the inspector. Are the people who made the stability roll also aware of this bizarre? Yes, ghost? you get you get the impression, but you're kind of you're able to hunker it down. Okay. And kind Golly, of... that was weird. Let's keep going. <laughs> hang what on a minute. The... What? But uh, hang on. But you were you and I were. You um. What right. just? What just happened? This is rapidly turning into a great night. That's what happened, my friend. What did you? You, you did you? You drug me. Oh, that I haven't man done that in swap years, took a so. swing at you and I. Julie, I grabbed I remember, him. I remember it perfectly. And now here we are. And now he's over the, there. You were. You've dropped I'll your drink. I'll go over drink, to the, the Irish chap. Excuse me. <clears throat> what? Uh, did you just start a fight? So I'm about to start a fight if you don't get out of my space. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, would you like a drink? Hi. <clears throat> what, what would you like? Going to say he, kind of, he, he stares at you in such a, a Guinness. Offer him a sherry. <laughs> no. Oh, run away <laughs> and go buy a Guinness. He kind of he looks at you a little bit funnily, but the fact that you've immediately offered to buy him a drink is quite a positive thing um, <laughs> in this case. Uh, David, John, take, take a seat. Take a seat. What, what, what's your what's your best scotch? Best scotch. We've got the Lagavulin. Is that bottle open or? or? Well, no, we just bought it in this week. It's definitely the thing I just ordered for yourself and Julian. Is the money still in your wallet? Yes, yes mm. it is. Well, I feel like there's a way I can exploit this situation <laughs> for a great night for everyone. Uh, are you not freaked out by this, Julian? <laughs> How are you coping with this so well? The number of nights I've had where I can barely remember what happens. Frankly, remembering extra things is a new and novel experience for me. <laughs> Three glasses of scotch, two of sherry, please, uh, sir. I can make that a scotch, please. And I'll talk Four scotches and a sherry. I'd like a scotch as well. Five <laughs> shots. From across the bar. I'll have an extra one, actually. <laughs> Five oh. shots of the best scotch you've got, please, sir. And the guy kind of looks at you and then, and then sees the fact that, uh, like, the bristling money in your wallet and is willing to uncork the uh, fantastic peaty aroma that kind of sets aside a little bit of the strange suet scent that's kind of, like, <laughs> seeped into all of the... Uh, Evil suet. <laughs> I, I take the five scotches back to the table and hand them out. The second that it's here, I immediately get started because if that's going to happen again, I want to make sure I've got this one in me first. <laughs> that was extremely strange. Um, and it's at this point that we hear the call saying that the box office is now open. And I think we'll take a break there, and we'll come back in a couple of minutes. Hi everyone, it's just to let you know that we've relaunched our website. 
If you head to www.rustyquill.com, you'll see everything has been upgraded a bit, including a shiny new player allowing you to listen to the show in your browser more easily than ever. We've also launched our YouTube channel, so be sure to follow the videos link in the website header and subscribe. We've got lots of exciting plans for it, so watch this space. And welcome back. Time for some theatre. I do love the theatre. I think it might steady my nerves a bit after that odd thing. I still maintain I should have had the lead. I still maintain you probably drugged me. <laughs> <laughs> do enjoy a bit of culture and it's so nice to be out and about with the young people. It's been a long, a long time no see as well and, and you're all it's away from America. It's been a while. Well, I've, I've been here for the last three years. I was covering Did you? some of the war. Oh, uh, I've been very busy. I'm so sorry. It's fine. I, I didn't want to think about Jemima and until I got her message. It's been very difficult back home. Oh yes, of course. Uh, that's Sorry about your brother! Uh, oh Thank yes. you. Uh, Thank well you. done, Yumu. Yeah. And of course, uh, now uh, young Mr. Johnson is uh, writing a story about me and the uh, the uh, the operations. Oh really? Of, uh, yeah, of oh, the, the, uh, the recovery work. The recovery work, that's all right. Is this of the special, special branch? The special, the ex- extra story? special branch. The extra special branch. Which oh. I can't tell you about, but I can tell him about. If I could oh, do no. some painting, you know, of some of the special things that you see. Uh, the, I'm not know. sure you'd want to. I, we've had one of the members of special branch in the clinic recently, and let me tell you, you wouldn't want to be painting a picture of that. Huh. You yeah, don't know it's what I want to take a picture, what I want to paint a picture of, Julie? Mostly don't Robin. presume. Mostly wrong and uh, young mischief. You, you, you really wouldn't want to. Like, uh, you know, you, you, you've got uh, you've got some low foreheads, you know, scowls. Oh, can, you know, does the light hit them well from... Facial scarring. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that would be so interesting teeth. to do in oils. Other teeth, other places. Oh. Oils. Oily. Oils of the teeth. Oh, well, that itself is an interesting texture to try and recreate on the canvas. Well, as fascinating as art is, I feel like we're going to miss the show at this rate. Oh, yes, we don't want to miss the show. Keep our eyes peeled, Inspector, something... Strange is going on. Yeah, um, can I sense trouble at this point, or something similar? You can. Because I'm now wary as sense clear evil. <laughs> clear yeah, evil. I, I will. I will also attempt to sense trouble. I think. Okay. Um, again, you get the choice, uh, the chance to spend points if so you wish beforehand. I will spend a point. I'm not going to spend them. <laughs> You're told where the trouble is by your editor. <laughs> <laughs> Six plus one is seven. The yeah. policeman, good at sensing trouble. The times we live in. Yeah. So you're looking for the human element here, and you're kind of as subtly as you possibly can trying to look at this Irish gentleman to see exactly if how he's behaving and if that's again going to be the source of his trouble. But simultaneously, this is the point where you're looking in the same direction and you also spot one of the window panes is clearly showing a different view. Is it a, a like is it a human looking landscape? No. Well, it's it's a city. Right. You, you gain the impression solidly that this is definitely a city. Can yeah. I use my architecture thing to get a clue? Can yeah. you still yeah. see it, Lid? I did say, oh gosh, there's an odd yeah. view out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, hang on, so, uh, one second, uh, young ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there's a very peculiar uh, pane in that window. It looks like an unusual painting of some kind. What's... Can anybody else see that as well? Yes, I spotted that before, just before the weird, strange air wind going out and in again. Am, <laughs> I, am I the only one who's who's... Worrying about missing Jemmy's show. Yes. They only just opened the box office. They haven't rang the bell yet. You notice from the architecture that it's innately inhuman. I'm skilled in inhuman architecture. <laughs> I actually, I've been reading a lot of uh, old uh, travel stories. Uh, Marco, yes, Marco, it, all the imagined the imagine cities of... Is, of I was going to say, isn't most hu- uh, architecture inhuman because it's not made out of humans? Well, no, no, Herbie, no. Oh. Most of it's made by humans. Oh. But men, much, many people have invented cities. Cities on the moon, cities in countries that haven't been explored yet. All sorts of experiments. Cities on the moon? Really? Speaking of, speaking, did you know that ants build bridges out of themselves? God, yes. Uh, I'm sure no one's The rest of us see this right when now. it's pointed out to us. Or yes. We, okay, we can see the... Yes, yeah. you see the strangeness of it. Um, it does, however, remind you of like a linograph made from a story called The King in Yellow, which is all set on a strange, wondrous other world. It's a weird Venetian-style place with peculiar canals running through it. Peculiar of canals, Herbie. Of hues unfamiliar. Peculiar canals. Wait, well, what about peculiar canals? I'm describing the... Oh, so, uh, look. So see. We, we can now see it? Or yeah, you, yeah, oh, we yeah. Can all, you can all oh, see yeah. it. At this point, I'm going to deign to look. Oh. Was that all just, is that all just painted? Oh, on? I'm sorry, Mira. No, no. no. Well, I mean, if it is, it's done in a very interesting style, because as you see, as you move your head... And even you, you, you also well. notice the fact that the light is coming through that window in a slightly different way. Oh, also, you can see the light is coming through the window in a slightly different way. Inspector John Poppins has not had much struck with the art, but he's going to, as such, he's going to reach out and attempt to touch the painting in inverted commas. 
It's it's vast. It's this, vast. This yeah. isn't one of those uh, awful uh, plays they do, like immersive theatre. This, 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 this is not one of those things. On. Is it? Never <laughs> catch those on. things. Oh. Especially when they, 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 they ask you to play a certain character, and it's just so very tedious. Oh, come on now. Like, who's going to really go in for that kind I of know, thing? I know, and they expect them to have an audience. It's really not the kind of thing you John want. John Poppins goes to the window and tends to open the window. It's painted shut, so none, oh, of, okay. the, none of these panes are movable open ones. Okay. There, there is a tinny little bell that is rang, summoning you to get to the Ladies, play. gentlemen, I'd, I feel like I have a solution to this. I stride over without, like, unilaterally pull out a hanky, and just try to carefully block out the optical illusion with the hanky. And assuming that nothing kills me in the meantime, I'll then head back. I feel like uh, we can leave this mystery for another day. Very well. Let's uh, we do see this show. The woman who is manning the box office um, is very, very tall, very, very thin, with a particularly thin nose, and looks down its entire length at you. Oh. Yes? Oh, are you, are you, are you Jemima's... We're her guests. Yes, yes, that's the one. She's our cousin. Yeah. Not all of us. <laughs> That'd be weird. I suppose I should, uh, I should mark you off. Um, and, she, and she ticks five times on the list. Um, now, what you can also see is that there are a number of ticks up, up above beforehand. And you didn't really see many people going up into the theatre beforehand. You particularly didn't notice the fact that the, the group of lads, as such, are no longer in the pub, so potentially might be up above. But there, are, there look to be probably about a dozen people, including yourselves, that will be up in the theatre. Selling well for a fringe show, then. <laughs> so. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, she really needs that kind of attention. I think she is a star. She really is. So you, you manage to get past this lady with uh, the fact that she doesn't really move out of the way for you. And uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, sorry. Awfully. Uh, no? Yes. Stand aside in the name of the law. No. All right. Well, I'm just going to rub past you then, won't I? Well, very well. All right. And she ever so slightly moves, moves the chair that she sat on. And it doesn't really seem to produce much, but she's clearly acted according to your wishes, so of course you'll have to edge Well, past. as fun as this is, I'm just going to barge past. Not yeah. deliberately trying to push her over, I just don't care. No. Not even slightly. She kind of like rocks a little bit on the chair, and actually you see a little bit of her facade breaks as she kind of has to steady herself against the wall. <laughs> um, but very much the face kind of drops back into her, I am aloof. Onwards into the yeah. great unknown, come on. And the uh, the stairs the stairs themselves kind of seem to curl up in, in on themselves, and um, like rotate up and round. There's minor landings at various different points with um, a load of paintings on the wall, kind of like quite garish looking posters for things with names like Blythe Spirit and stuff like that. And then eventually you just get to the part where two curtains are drawn and you're led into an auditorium. The seating itself is fairly raked. The bars on which you can sit almost like pews in a church sort of thing without the prayer mats. <laughs> and uh, as, as entering the theatre, you see on the stage, there's, there's the interior of a mausoleum and someone is clearly grieving um, at, the foot of, at the foot of a large sarcophagus. There's an actress there that, um, that you slightly recognise. You swear it's someone, Cowan was her name, Ella, Ella Cowan. Um, you've probably been at a party where she's been there before. Well, this is all um, a bit morbid, isn't it? She's quite avant-garde. Oh, Ellie! Ellie, it's Ellie! Oh. Ellie, you remember Ellie yes, from um, the party? Yes. Two, two Christmases past. Yes. Yes. Uh, too drunk on sherry at Sherry and fell out of stairs. Yes, oh, but she was classic, very interesting. Classic. She talked about art at length beforehand. Yes, well, it's extraordinary stuff. I She's a brilliant woman. This might be one of the ones where we just sit down with it and they just begin. There's no curtains or anything. So. Oh, it's I don't hold this absence of curtains. Like, it's not the theatre. If you haven't got a proper curtain, that's what I go to the theatre for. That it's and the ice red cream. Curtain. That and the ice cream. Drinks on sticks. Nuts and bags. That's what I like. Closest thing you get to the circus, really. That's what I want. Uh, David, David, come and sit down with us. How are you going to choose to sit? Half of the space essentially is taken up. You could sit nearer the back, nearer the front. I will make an effort to lead everyone front and centre as much as possible. I'm not saying I'll win, but that's certainly I, my instinct. I won't resist that. Really. I will follow everyone else, but I'm going to trail at the back so I happen to end yeah. up sitting next to the aisle. I'm that's, also that's training, definitely possible. training near the back and trying to sit as near the aisle as possible. We had a bit of minor scum of, no after you, no after you, no after you, no after you. <laughs> There's a point where I'm trying to I, trail I don't back get into that to be as far from I just Julie as possible. stoically stare uh, at you until you then, give in. You, you come sit by me. Yes. One of the one of the lads from downstairs turns round and kind of um, politely coughs at you whilst realising that you're you're delaying the start of this play. I raise an eyebrow quizzically. I just smile and just rustle my uh, programme and continue to read it. 
<laughs> in anticipation. The, the title of it, of course, is blazoned quite across the front, is The King in Yellow, a play of two acts. Sounds sounds positively delightful. Which again... Oh, I recognise this. I recognise this. This uh, So the, 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 the architect from downstairs, the extraordinary painting, uh, I don't understand how they made it look so lifelike, um, that was also from a, a, a story named The King in Yellow. So this is going to be one of those immersive theatre things. It's I hope they don't make us run around. No, not another one of those promenades. So we take the seat and the, the play unfolds into life, almost like it had been crystallised and is slowly starting to actually like shed this, this crystal state. And the voice, and it's the voice that you, you recognise in the sense that a lot of the time you can tell when someone you know is putting on a voice that you know it's them, but you can't directly hear exactly that it is. And you hear this voice and you hear quite a beautiful song and the woman sat at the base of the sarcophagus is singing the song about the dead king in front of her. And she's talking about the like the, the city-state around, uh, the location of Carcosa, it talks about its twin sons, talks about all of these all of these things that seemingly we saw through the window. And there's a really strange creeping sense of oddness um, in this. And as this goes through, some other some strange stuff's gonna be happening in the theatre itself. And I'd like all of you to roll the dice for this sequentially. You don't need to do it now. We'll pick who wishes to roll it first. I'll go first. What am I rolling? So just roll a d6, and I have a list. Of am I, am I egging on high or low? Or you will find out. A nine. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Alex. As you're listening to this song, do any of you want to make a, um, a sense trouble check? I'm, uh, I'm actively choosing not to, despite yeah, the I'm, fact that I'm, I'm really good at it. I'm I just, just choose not to. Paying attention to the play, actually. Okay, yeah, I don't think I'm wary for trouble anymore. Um, I think I probably am wary for trouble, so I probably will make it. Always. Okay. Yeah, always, always on, always on. Okay, give it a uh, please give it a roll. Are you, well, the law never sleeps. Are you, uh, are you spending any points? No, I was resting my eyes. Says the law. <laughs> are, you, are you spending any points before you roll? Uh, yeah, go on then. I'll spend one. Why not? Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a Saturday. I might, might treat myself. <laughs> Spend a point. Right. Two plus one is three. You notice a sound of a bit of a snore coming immediately behind you. Um, oh, someone's not the law. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you turn around and you notice that the person, I mean, we are literally within the first minute and a half or so of this play, and the person immediately behind you has fallen asleep. But you also notice the fact that they're mouthing along to all of the words on the stage. Wake up! Go on, have you got any manners? Shove in the shoulder. Oh, come on. Shh. Um, shh. Wake up. Shh. He's falling asleep. Shh. Oh, come Jeez. on. Sod. <laughs> it is quite a strange thing to see, and kind of like your reaction to that does make sense. You do, I do want you to make a stability check as well. I'm not going to spend anything. Yep. Why not? Three. Okay. Like unsettled by this, mostly by the fact that you're, you're hushed down from your slightly rigid shaking. But the person doesn't wake at all. And despite this, the fact that even with your movement of them, they don't seem to be affected in any way and are entirely not out of this part. And it does really make your skin crawl and it gets to the point where you decide that you just don't feel right holding on to this person. And you do lose two further points of stability. <gasps> oh boy. Can I use my art skill to <laughs> check out the weirdness of the play? Artistically, what you do recognise as well is that although the set design is very cheap, they've definitely spent a lot of effort in terms of concepting it. So the design of the sarcophagus is distinct and they've clearly designed this to be as alien as possible in fact looking upon it becomes really strange in a way that you can't necessarily put your finger on they've managed to capture the essence of stone but it's not almost it's almost like not of a natural stone that you'd normally find and it's it's, it's just like the, their skill in this yeah. is phenomenal muriel muriel freaking loves this play <laughs> she is she is a frustrated conceptual artist you know she was born too soon and uh, she recognizes ella and she knows she's she loves this stuff what did Alex's dice roll do? There are things that will be happening during this play, and the vagaries of which will be determined based on your own luck. And so we shall see exactly how that goes. Um, so in fact, next I think it should be Muriel that rolls. So six is a peaceful but slightly weird sleeper. I'm worried that one is like, the roof is torn off, and old god stares down at you and vomits demons in your wow. face. I've got a two. Muriel's loving the play, but some stuff isn't quite right. Some stuff's not loving her back. It's going a little, a little strangely as well. So the, the play itself is continuing, you're kind of engrossed in exactly what's happening, and now the woman on the stage has left, and two other people have appeared. Um, there's a character called Diogo, there's a character called Lucretio. Herbert, I'm, I'm losing track. Which one's that one? And uh, that's Diogo. And the other one, I, I didn't catch his name. Which one's the bad guy? And, uh, and, they're, and they're talking in fairly hushed tones. It appears to be like the back room of a, a fairly stately home. And they're talking about who will be the new king now that the old king has died. And one of them says, well, I, 
I very much expect the monarchy will move on to Casilda, and that's the name of the person who was who had been singing the song before. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he's kind of like quietly shot down the case. It's like it's improper to name who you think it is before the mourning period has ended. We must have the masquerade before that. And it's at this point, almost exactly as, as the term masquerade is mentioned, that somebody sat right near the back of the theatre, and she stands, um, and she's got like long, flowing, very ebullient hair. Ebullient. And, uh, <laughs> and she stands there, and, she, and she's wearing fairly revealing clothing, in the fact that it appears to mostly have been like wrapped around itself. And at this section, she then starts slipping it off at one part of the back. The characters on the stage make no reference to it, but like the, the sheer fact that you can hear the movement means that you spot things going on. And, uh, and she ends up completely, entirely disrobing, um, and then stepping down across, across the chairs. In fact, a calf goes right past your leg. Um, as she steps down and walks towards the back. Uh, Steady, hang on, no, um, Shh, it's, it's just, it'll be a consensual thing, it's probably part of it. Yeah, well, be that as it may, the Royal Chamberlain will much disapprove this. I'll be very surprised if this got through the censors. This is bang out of order, this should be stopped right now. This is why you don't go to theatre with, with the law. No, but this is rather, I, I, this is very improper. Mm. This shouldn't be happening. Stop, I'm stop, stop the play, stop the play. <laughs> No, we'll play. no, naked ladies here. This is blue, she's moving around. This is a clear violation of public decency laws. Poppins, Poppins, do sit down. This Come is, on. This is part of Look, the art. I will run you in as well, young lady. Don't think I won't. There'll be no toffees for you in prison. I think it is it's pretty clear oh, cut. This is illegal. Real. Conceptual art should be allowed to take place. Well, I think this is wonderful. Art is one thing, and this is a naked lady parading her lady parts around. <laughs> and it's titillating. What? What is wrong with lady parts? Why must I be titillating to you? Would, would you... for art's sake. Would you want your servants to watch this show? That's I, what I would ask I you. I am going yes. to spend a scuffle to sit you down and shut you up. <laughs> um, you, yes, you get to add one to the roll. Now, he is harder to hit on a case of being quite athletic himself. And you kind of, you, you grab at him, but unfortunately... What what are you? Are you in your police inspector's attire at this point? I'm you... detective inspector, so I'm plain clothes. You're plain clothes. Uh, what I've got is I've, um, I've got my trench coat. I've taken my trench coat off and I'm trying to put it over the lady so that the audience can't see the <laughs> naked lady. <laughs> it's just too shocking. It's, it is fairly shocking. And at this point, you're you're trying to grab at him, but unfortunately, your doctor's skills are much better when your patients are still. And <laughs> there's nothing and easier than a dead patient. Let me tell you, <laughs> not quite necessarily that stilled, um, but as such, you, you're struggling to get a solid grasp on him. Until then, the part where you notice that she she keeps walking towards you, directly towards where you're holding up this trench coat, and walks through the trench coat almost as if like she was like sinking into a lake. As in, she's absorbed by it and is yeah. not visible, or has she gone actually like through the is she gone through it and out the other side? Or? No, so she's gone into and then ends, and this is fairly visible to everyone. Uh, and again, we'll oh, you... jump out of my seat and swear loudly. Oh no! Oh well, I, I had no idea you were into the art. Oh my goodness! Uh, I, this I'm does, so impressed. This does call for a stability yeah. check on the yeah. of everyone. Um, I will spend a stability. I'm going to spend a stability. Okay. I think I will spend a stability, although that does put that one stability. Oh, but being above negative oh. is going to be beneficial. Uh, seven. Five. Okay. Seven. Three. And a four for me. Uh -huh. So you've you've spent one, which now means that you lose a further three. Yeah. Um, this uh, is... Hang on, so I started off on two, so that means I'm on... Uh, you spent one and lose a further three, so, so it's net, four, net minus four. Yeah. Okay, cool. Golly. So I maintain my, I had no idea you were into theatre poppins. How long have you been rehearsing? And like the, the rest That's of you... That's an extraordinary effect oh, they have really. I amazing. grab the trench coat out of your hand and start looking in it like I'm going to find a woman there. That's <laughs> fantastic, um, honestly. This, you weren't expecting this to happen at all in the scientist. No. The fact that your trench coat is now become home to a random audience member who's walked clearly down through. The play itself hasn't stopped with all of this thing. It's almost, it's like kind of marching on like it's clockwork. Every now and then you spot one of the person in the audience who's looking up and spotting this, but they're just continuing onwards, continuing in exactly the same way. Um, this is weird. Utterly, utterly strange. What, what, given the, the role there, what is my reaction? What does this now look like? You are now out of stability, um, mm -hmm. essentially. You're now into the negative parts with a score of minus two in order to successfully do anything, all of your difficulties have increased by a further one. Right. You have been shocked by this, and the only things that really you're able to do are sit down, run away, or protect yourself against things. It's Big primal stuff. How you choose to bring that about is up to you, but essentially this is, nope, you're, you're noping out of this at this point. I'm still examining the trench coat in, uh, the, in the idea that I'm, I'm, I'm happy, perfectly happy to give him the trench coat and just sit in my chair. 
Poppins, how did you get involved in the conceptual arts? You must introduce me to your friends on the scene. <laughs> I'm so excited that this kind of work is being produced in London. In London! I never knew you had it in you, Poppins, honestly. It's extraordinary. Oh, Poppins, uh, I'm so delighted. I'm going to roll a sense trouble. Because this is this is. I'm still awesome. choosing to just go with it. Uh, and I'm actually going to spend. Imperial sanity a... and stability are unharmed. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to spend one on it. Yep. Seven. Ooh, fantastic. Can you roll the dice again to see what? Oh yes, I what can. Other a thing. Peculiar thing happened. Uh, a one happened. Oh, God. Oh good. That, 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 that good when the GM says I, that. It's that was nice. literal. Oh. A god. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So you. I'm doing more things. I'm so I'm going to fold up the trench coat again, having not found any. I'm going to go downstairs. Buy another scotch in the pub and bring it back <laughs> to John, and try and reassure him using my reassurance skill. Fantastic! So this this is that's actually the skill. It's that reassurance. Is skill. Wow! Fantastic! Sounds like a very powerful one. So you kind of use this as an opportunity to, to dash out. You notice the creeping sense of dread at the point where the scene changes and a very strange character enters the stage, wearing like massive bundles of kind of like tattered yellow cloth, kind of keeping his face continually hidden away. And you notice a strange like creeping feeling at the back of your neck and turn around and simultaneously almost like coalescing out of the wall itself is a very similar representation of what you can see on stage. Do all of us notice this? If anyone else wants to make a sense of trouble or uh, okay. depending entirely on your response to this. Yeah, so when you say uh, that, is it just the figure in uh, the tattered yellow rags or is it all the characters on the stage? So it's just it's just the figure in the tattered yellow rags. Is it's coming towards the stage? Uh, no, it's just coming into being and you can, right, okay. You see it like appearing almost as if it was creating something out okay. of smoke. Uh, um, uh, more, um, uh, what is it, Herbie? Uh, Use your words. Uh, uh, your words, Herbie. Uh, no, Use your words. Speak clearly. Follow my fingers. Let us yeah. know no, what you're, you're saying, not, Herbie. You're going to exacerbate him, obviously. Okay, you, there's a, there's a, uh, 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 Herbie, be clearer. I take a stability roll on that? Um, you do. In fact, this is the king in yellow. Oh, um, so uh, automatically, bad word I can't say. Fiddlesticks. Oh, oh uh, Funkadelic. Yes. Funkadelic. <laughs> oh, flub. If you do say the word, then the Royal Chamberlain will come in and send <laughs> the podcast. Um, you do automatically lose yes. um, two points of sanity and Fab. two points of stability. Fab. I now had to make an additional roll to not. You lose now make more. a roll to not lose. Yet further, uh, I will spend. I'm out of the room. I will spend. I'm having a great time. This is brilliant. Two stability, uh, because I think that I'm probably going to lose more than two if I fail this. Yes. Eight. You managed to bite down on the feeling, and the only the only way that you could potentially get through this is to ignore it, is to look away entirely. Hey, uh, look at the play. No, yes, yes. Nothing there. Sorry. A trick of the light. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's sit and watch. Lovely. This I'll just sit down what, and shut up. This is what great yeah. art should be. Everyone is reacting so strongly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, I'll just lean over I'm really and, pass, loving this. This and is... pass you uh, a little little bottle and just go, for the nerves. I'll Fine. just slap your hand away and like, uh, pay attention to the play. Fair enough. Do uh, I arrive back in the room yet? Yeah, so the, the play the play continues on um, on through a few, a few scenes and this would be a farce, but the characters are very clearly being... Incredibly serious. This is high art. Oh, you're okay. this is can, can I make my reassurance? This is absolutely roll. fantastic. Um, you don't, in fact, need to, to roll for this. Oh, okay. So bring up um, the scotch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So reassurance is an investigative skill. Um, so it essentially is giving you, um, giving you points, points involved in this to completely settle him. Though you need to be able to use psychoanalysis to bring his stability back up above. So in order to bring up your stability to naught, somebody mm-hmm. at a point where you get the chance to properly calm you down, we need to spend a point in psychoanalysis to bring it up to back up to zero, Okay. Um, or a couple of points will bring it above that point again. It's talking um, therapy, it's all rage. Can I use my occult skill to learn anything more from what's going on in this interesting place? Yeah, so firstly what you gain from the reassurance part is this wasn't part of it, this wasn't a trick. Yeah, this was I'm a, not, I didn't even think it was for a second. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's just really very certain of the fact that it shouldn't have happened and that she just stepped in at this point, but also you kind of able able enough to bring out with like with your cop's instinct the statement of the fact that this person wasn't involved. This person was seemingly acting on their own, and like was acting in a way as if they'd been brainwashed. And it links also back to your memory of the fact that you had that weird deja vu just at the point when you came into the pub. Symbolically, this like the occultism of this seems to stand distinct from a lot of other things that you've seen. The play itself appears to be very different from everything else. It seems to be following the pattern of a ritual in the way in which the, like, the structuring of the play itself also seems to be ritualistic. 
and you gain the creeping impression that as it's it's such high art because not only is it putting on the simulation of a fantastic ritualistic thing but it, in its performance it is becoming ritual and by being here you're being inculcated into this you're becoming part of this and it's Oh my word, Herbie, this is so moving to me. This is exactly the kind of performance that I, I seek out. And really, I've always felt let down before. Oh, and the kind of fakery, the kind of shallowness that afflicts such art. But this is truly moving. You feel that it's warping reality. I, I'm I never knew this is what you were talking about when it was art. It's absolutely amazing. I don't like it one bit. I think we should stop. I think the inspector had the right idea. Oh, the Americans just don't have the stomach for it. And How dare you, sir? And shortly after this, there then becomes the, the clear climax of the first act, which is the beautiful masquerade party. And again, it kind of strays much more into farcical territory at this point. I'm spending a lot of time watching the rest of the audience now. My hackles are very much raised. Yes. The audience, again, at this point, seem to be utterly enthralled. You don't notice anything odd. So there doesn't seem to be anything strange happening in terms of the audience itself. However, you do then see, still stood at the back of the room, is... A somehow more real version of the tattered robed stranger on the stage and it is utterly peculiar just so terrifyingly strange that you've never seen anything quite like this um, you do lose two points of sanity and two points of stability straight out um, and you also do need to make a stability check I'm going to spend a point of stability on this one good plan because I actually will die <laughs> if I fail it I think Ooh. four that is not enough so you lose, you would lose a total of five from this. So the fact you've already spent one means that you lose a further four. You would add a zero. Which brings you right to zero. It doesn't affect my sanity, though. No. So, yeah, I reckon we should end it there. With, With my sanity on two and my stability on zero. Muriel's having a great time. Oh, my. This is really the sort of thing I've sought after my entire life. This I'm is starting, beautiful. I'm starting to reevaluate a lot of life decisions watching this. I'm starting to think those two are cultists. Inspectors <laughs> are sitting quietly in his chair. Rocking. Rocking slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, I think we'll end it there. And obviously, we'll be coming back for another part to this one. So, until then, we will see you there. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook, tweet us on Twitter at the Rusty Quill, or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I think I'll say that I... Uh commissioned Muriel to do an oil painting of myself and my happy family and we uh, we struck up a friendship from there <laughs> I, just I didn't enjoy oh, the experience of painting them oh, we all supposed to know each other from childhood did yeah. you commission a painting they from her a... as a child was it a finger painting Is that... <laughs> oh from childhood, yeah, from childhood. childhood. Uh, they can be a network from youth from also youth. I'm really getting uh, you're basically a really greasy old spice man <laughs> I was thinking Spice Girls for a minute. That really threw me. We are in many ways like the Spice Girls of the Cthulhu world. Uh, bad, scary Spice. Um, greasy Spice. Yeah. <laughs> now, back, now back to me. The tickets are now diamonds, but are also covered in my grease. <laughs> Who is this person that we're here to meet? The cousin, the cousin, the cousin of the. They've, they've, they've been lying low. Uh, these these two that got married. Uh, no. no, my Ooh. brother's dead. Oh, your brother died. He died uh, in the war. Yeah. A hero and a patriot, ma'am. And I'll thank you to remember it. <laughs> I always forget him. I always forget him. I don't know. It's such a tragic story. And yet every time it's like it's being told for the first time. <laughs> I, I really want to go out just in real life with Muriel. She's the best person ever. Yes. Very positive. Very positive. I'm in oils. I work in oils. Yes, well, she did drop completely off the radar. Uh, I thought she was probably dead. Well, that's, that's always you, Herbert. You're well, so dramatic. When you don't honestly. receive a Christmas card for five Christmases running... What, what's radar? 
it was already mentioned in the second world war it probably would but it would not have been known about oh good point yeah a hypothetical you mustn't talk about your wartime work here I mean there's still a lot of there's a lot of ears around surprisingly entomology was very relevant the buzzes and the clicks gain the impression solidly that this is definitely a city however it's a st- it's like it's like a fab a fab almost is that my thinking fab no not a fab it's like a twirl in the sense of the building oh, oh the, the ice, ice cream, ice cream. Yes. yes ah yes the three segments and the twirl is a twiddly there is there is also one building that looks a little like a fab ice cream. <laughs> I know a lot about I know very little about there's a cornetto I know a lot about ice cream yeah. <laughs> it's an inverted yeah. cornetto though, cornetto which is particularly and then there's peculiar. a solero is it one of the forest fruit soleros? Because those are my favourite, and they've stopped doing those. Are they not? Oh gosh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we interrupt this episode of Russell Wells showing you news. Sean has to roll stability yeah. check on hearing that they no longer make. Genuinely upset. Genuinely upset. Is this is this bottled water? Is this a? Bottled water is not a thing. No. Although. I feel like I could make that into a really viable business model very quickly. Enough another of your harebrained schemes, Julie. Bottled water? Why would anyone ever want water from a how, bottle? How exactly are we going to recover if we don't have an entrepreneurial spirit? It, well, it comes out of the tap like that's ridiculous. No one will pay for something that comes more or less freely out of a tap. What sort of idiot would do that? I can't ask- even begin to conceive <laughs> of the kind of subhuman moron, the kind of mercury-huffing imbecile. <laughs> That would consider that either a viable product that you would want to consume or a viable thing that you would market. What kind of sick, sick, deluded mind would encounter that in any sort of process and think it in any way valid or viable? Well, I think. I would find that person, I would punch them until they were dead. To take some respecter, taking it after maybe the Brighton uh, water, you could even sell it as a health product and say you put multivitamins in, in there. In Brighton, the only water is the sea. And if you drink. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. 
Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com code SUMMER. That you're an idiot. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The program is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. 